Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay, this is the 7th of June, 2023. The day after, and I just want to keep saying this today, the day after the 79th anniversary of D-Day. Okay, an amazing day in American and world history. And I just want to say there's not too many of those 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 men who invaded the beach alive these days, but there were a few I saw on TV and uh, it's just amazing to even think about it and how important it is. So just let's not forget it, okay? It's it's really, really important. And it matters to me because I'm an old history teacher, emphasis on both the old and history. So uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, welcome to today's show. I've got Randy Economo here. She's our, our uh, good friend. She's the CEO of Capstone Publishing, and she leads a team of 200-plus dedicated professionals that create books and ed tech products primarily focused on K-5 students. And I want to emphasize that she is a former teacher herself, now leading a team of one of the great female leaders in our industry of 200 dedicated professionals in education. She knows what she's doing with the experience of education and with the business background. She's CEO of Capstone. And she has brought my good buddy, my old friend, John Castilla, who's their chief marketing officer and their chief innovation officer at Capstone. We're going to today talk about reading, summer reading, and also how to prepare for next year. And I know school is just ending in some places and will end at the end of the month, but we got to think about it. We do not want a summer slide. We want to prepare get the right products, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be a great show with Randy and John. We're going to archive it over at ace-ed.org. That's our home website for our American Consortium for Equity and Education. And over there, you can look at the awards icon, click through. It's our Excellence in Equity Awards. Please nominate companies, products, friends, colleagues, whatever. Okay, we love to have it. Last year, we had a slew of nominations. We've added more categories this year, and I can't wait to honor those people as we as we get that done. The nominations are over through August 4th. Also, the new issue of our magazine, which is the online journal Equity and Access, you'll see the cover over there at h-ed.org. Check it out. It's really a nice issue. And we archive all the podcasts over there. Everything we do is free for you, for everybody at ace-ed.org. Dot org. So please check it out, join with us, and enjoy what we're doing. And enjoy today's show. I'll say ladies first. Good morning, Randy. It's Larry here. Good morning, Larry. It is wonderful to be with you again today. Right. It's a pleasure. always a pleasure to have you here. And John, welcome, my old buddy. John yes, it's good to, good to hear your voice and excited to join you today. Been missing I'm you. Thrilled. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled you're here. That's okay. It's good. It's good to have you on. All right, I got to say something else before we go. I got to thank over at Capstone, Denise and Amy for putting the show together today. Okay, we, we worked on it yesterday. We got it together today, and I know everybody chipped in, but they they handled the, the details. So thank you, Denise, and thank you, Amy, over there. Okay, at Capstone, which is CapstonePub dot everybody. You can also go to one of the other products, pebblego.com. All right. And actually, I'll, I'll throw this, I'll throw this to Randy. Randy, just explain real quick, Pebble Go and Capstone Pub, the two, the two websites. 
That's great, John. Do you want to take that one? Or oh, sure. Go ahead. Oh. Yes, and I'll just say <laughs> that, you know, I'll go ahead and go. Capstone has been creating engaging, fun content for more than 30 years, and yep. our solutions have impacted millions of kids uh, worldwide. But Capstone uh, offers Pebble Go, Pebble Go Next, which is a research hub for students to do amazing research across all grades, like K through five, and up into eighth grade. But we also have our Capstone uh, ebook titles, over 10,000 titles that range the gamut of student interest, readability, and creates lots of learning for kids. We also have a solution called Connect, which is a tool that brings it all together. So when teachers are looking to find the right source that aligns to the standards and the instruction that they're teaching, then they can pull all of our great content, be it ebook, article, activity, uh, video, enemy, any of those pieces all come together. So we're looking at a way to really bring all this to make teachers' uh, jobs a little easier and, and value the work that they do with great content. And we do value the work they do, and you guys do great work to help them support them. Thanks, John. That was a good overview. I'll say it again. CapstonePub.com and PebbleGo.com, okay? And all these things, they're all connected, and you'll be able to go everywhere and, and see everything they're doing. Randy was on the show uh, probably a month ago, maybe a little more. We talked about uh, summer reading and all that sort of stuff, and I want to, we can continue that conversation. I always enjoy that. But we we got to look at it. it. You know, school's ending, and I hate to do this to everybody, but I got big news. It's going to start again. All right? And that's the good news, I guess. It is going to start again. And we we got to look at what's going on out there. And you guys have your fingers on the pulse of reading and literacy, et cetera, in, in particularly K-5. Okay? And that's important. So, so Randy, okay, I'll, I'll do this with you, okay? What does reading okay. look like in the school year ahead? And if you want, you can pass it to the big guy. Wow. No, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the question. And, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball and I could tell you exactly what reading would look like in the fall. But one thing we know is that, you know, summers are a time for more uh, learning loss and more gaps. Yeah. I mean, we do all we can to team up with educators and to make our resources available so that kids can read all summer long. But many kids don't spend the summer reading, and so summer learning loss is real. And, you know, one thing that we know is that teachers are going to have to get back and do what they do and, you know, motivate reading and dive in and motivate, you know, kids to read more and really, really be thoughtful and, you know, regimented about their reading instruction. And, you know, one thing that has been gaining momentum for a while, right, because we know that we lost like 30 years of progress with the pandemic. Yeah. And we know that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to yeah. think about and it's devastating to think about the impact and it really that learning loss spared no state, no region, no demographic, um, but some of the most vulnerable students, especially those of color, experience the most yeah. you know, significant declines. And so we're hearing a ton about the science of reading. It's on everybody's mind and for good, reading, or for good reason, I should say. But yeah. there's also a fair bit of debate about what is the correct way to teach reading. I mean, there's been... Yeah lot going on in educational history. So one thing we know is that the science of reading will be on the mind of educational leaders and parents and state legislatures about, you know, how do we provide research-based instruction? And I mean, 
there's a fair bit of debate going on, but it is something that we'll hear more and more about. Yep. And helping kids yep. read um, using research-based methodology. And, and one thing that we know works is uh, direct intentional phonics instruction. So I believe that will be something that is very clear, something we hear a lot about in back-to-school time. Yeah, and, you know, uh, a couple of things. The, just the phrase, the science of reading, okay, implies that it's strong. We really have to look at all sides of it, okay? But we are behind in reading, okay? It's, that's, you know, it's a great terminology, all right? But we got to really look at it and understand it and make sure that educators are taught to teach it that way if it's the right way to do it. Okay, and that, of course, right. is, the, is, is, is the whole thing. I want to get into that with you and John in a minute, but I have to ask, you brought this up. When I was a kid, I really, by the way, this is about 12 billion years ago, dinosaurs ruled the earth. <laughs> but when I was a kid, okay, we, we really enjoyed, all, all my friends did, and we weren't nerds or anything, but we enjoyed reading in the summer. Okay, now we did other right. stuff too, but we enjoyed reading in the summer. Okay, there were Hardy, I'm curious, I'm showing my age, the Hardy Boys, the girls read Nancy Drew and Cherry Ames, mm-hmm. okay, Tom Swift, but there was reading, okay, and we, we were pretty thrilled, I think, with could articulate it, but that we could read, okay, today, they not only fight with TV, which obviously we had, but they also fight with reading fights with video games, and, and just a full calendar for kids, okay, everybody who's got kids these days. With that, what that's like, and you're competing with a lot of things. What are your thoughts on that? Why are, are, are what, how, how do you feel, Randy, about kids reading these days in the summer as opposed to here I go, I sound like a 90 year old man, okay? Right, what, what it used to be like, it's just different. I, I think it is different, and I think you know, even in my own home, I celebrate reading, and you know, when Emma can share about words that she's learning because reading looks different. I mean, sure, kids don't have, you know, books, as many books that are on the shelf that they grab and, you know, sit and read. I mean, some kids do, but most kids by and large are reading, but they're reading in a different way. They're reading snippets of information that is literally at their fingertips that they can find on the internet or something that they're Googling for, something that, they're asking Alexa or Google to share with them. Um, it is really, really different than sitting and enjoying reading. I mean, they're reading and, and they're motivated to, to dive in and read things that they're interested in reading. And so I think it looks different. I think as parents, as teachers, as motivators of reading in our communities, we need to celebrate what they are reading and dive into it and, you know, at Captain, you know, we want children yeah. to fall in love with reading. We want them to still read books, but it's something that just looks a lot different than it's ever looked before. But I would say the reading is happening. It's just snippets, and and we've got it's to different. compete for yeah. the attention of children to get them reading, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And and, and I have to add that you guys at Capstone are a clear example of uh, it all falls on your shoulders. Okay, and, and you, you guys produce and publish the product that the kids are going to be reading, and you have to be on we top do. of this. Which, yeah, I mean it's it's you, you you got you two. Okay, John and Randy, it all rests on you. You're like the beacons, <laughs> like the Statue of Liberty. There you go. You got to do it. So We're John, up for it. 
Yeah, I know you are. And John, you go into schools all the time. Okay, you're director of marketing. You, you, you know, you know the pulse of what's going on. Literally, you're in the trenches with with all the teachers, etc. The the uh, the uh, heads of departments, etc. Curriculum directors. What are you hearing out there regarding the science of reading? And this must come up in every every and they get the Nate scores in in every conversation you have with a school district. What are you hearing out there? John Castillo. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, that's uh, can you hear me? That's a big question, but I'll just start with this. You know, as a former uh, also English teacher, I started teaching uh, in Lubbock, Texas, and then I went to Robstown, Texas to teach middle middle school English. And, you know, even then with uh, low socioeconomic environments and things of that nature, the challenge is what you're talking about, getting kids motivated and engaged. And, and what, when you look at the science of reading, if you remember way back in, uh, you know, uh, No Child Left Behind, um, reading first, yeah. those five literacy yeah. pillars, yeah. I mean, we, like, you know, the science of reading as I see it is like we know how to teach reading. We know that good phonics, phonemic awareness, fluency, vocabulary, comfort, all those are key pieces. I think what we're getting to today and what you're hearing is this idea of explicit and systematic instruction. So like being more intentional. And here's the thing that I look back, and I've been, as a former educator in the 90s and in this space for 30 years, I remember a report called A Nation at Risk, and it was all the yep, reasons yep. why we failed. Well, many years later, a report came out called Prisoners of Time, and that report said, you know, how we can combat this with, is with creating more time for reading, and that's what summer does, as well as extended day after school and finding that additional time. Additionally, was getting families engaged, family involvement. Like, how can we get families involved in helping students read? And then also equity. How do we create equity? And so technology yep. can do that. And yep. then motivation. Agreed. So time, family, equity, and motivation. So you take those elements with this deep science of explicit and systematic instruction. And again, as we look at the science of reading, yes, there's the decoding, there's the phonics and decodable. There's a big focus on this idea of phonics. But we can't miss the point of vocabulary, background knowledge, fluency. And those are the parts that says take what you know and apply it. And one form of research is so simple. The more kids read, the better readers they become. And yeah. so, yes, we need the systematic explicit. But, you know, when you say you guys are it and, and we're up for it because we create great you content are. that engages. And award-winning, like Newberry, Coldicott winning titles. But to me, I think that's the key is, is that getting – uh, what we call a collective impact, bringing all of these – like we don't want to sell books. We don't want to sell articles. But we want to we help close the literacy gap. When we work with districts, we don't want to say, here's another book, here's another title. We want to know what problem are you trying to solve, and that is close that gap, get kids reading by third grade and beyond so they have a, a viable workforce. Yeah. But I think the science of reading is key. Um, I would just say, you know, focus on all the elements that can support that. Yeah, and what you just said, you know, we gotta, we gotta, our our job as educators is to turn these students, okay, into, uh, I'll call it a viable workforce. No matter how that happens, they may just work for themselves, they may work for a big company, but they want to be, yeah. they want to be productive citizens, okay, Absolutely. and that falls on us, okay, and we just gotta constantly, okay. Be aware of, of what the needs are there, you know, and it, 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 it's, just, it's just amazing to me what Randy said, you know, the kids are reading shorter and shorter snippets, I'll call it that, use her word, okay, 
when you and, and John, let me ask you this. I want to just get into what when you talk to a superintendent or a curriculum director, what's the, what do they usually say to you? And I know they say they love your product and all that sort of thing, but what are they really? What what, what are what are they saying as you and you? I know you do get down into the weeds with them. What are they? What are, what's what's the thing? Are they feeling frustrated these days? Okay, do they want more picture books? Do they want longer stories? How's it working out? What's shaking out out there? Just from what you, you know, hear anecdotally. I, I, yeah. I think the biggest piece is just engagement, both teacher and student engagement. I mean, we look at COVID and all the impact that it had, not only the learning loss, but sort of the teacher recruitment retention. And so, you know, what they're looking at, yeah. looking for, is I think is really focusing back on education and teaching and learning. And so I just got to tell you this quick story. Mm. On Monday, Please. I had a visit with um, – uh, principal out of Paso Robles, uh, Robles um, Georgia Brown Elementary School in California. Her name is Celia mm-hmm. Moses. I'm throwing a shout out to you. And one of the things that she said was like, my job is to build capacity and create systems thinking approaches. And so when teachers have that capacity wow. to develop and learn, one of the things she said was like, our goal was, you know, the teachers had written their goal of getting 70% of those kids at grade level reading, or at least understanding the, the phonemic and decoding pieces for kinder. And she goes, what about the other 30%? And it was so powerful as they were setting their goals. They set that goal at the beginning of the year. We met with them, and they used Pebble Go three times as much as they typically used because they embedded it into those elements of family. But what she said at the end of the year, 97% of those students Kinder knew all of their sight words, their sounds, their their decodables, and uh, uh, 98 or so percent. I'm I'm blinking on the number. First graders yeah. are reading uh, were reading. So the power of just focusing on instruction, and I think it narrows down to teacher engagement, motivation, student engagement, and motivation are really high factors. And so a lot of the content we we provide is is doing that. And one of the things she said, the reason we love Pebble Go and Capstone is because of ease of use. And she goes, we can look at the data. Thank you. Goes, but one of the things we know that when we build systems thinking into our model and build teacher capacity, then we know that we can achieve our goals. And they did it. So I think those are the big pieces. You know, when, when you said about 70% of the, your next sentence covered exactly what I was thinking, but about <laughs> the other 30%. And you, but but I get that because you have to have, if I may, realistic goals. Okay, of course every educator wants a hundred percent of their kids to learn. Okay, ninety-eight percent. I'll give them. That's pretty damn close. Okay, but, but you've got to be realistic in these days. You know, and they didn't want to make themselves feel feel like they were doing something wrong. We can get to seventy. Fact of the matter is, as most teachers can do, they they got to a hundred. Okay, they That's got right. to 100. That principal really had something good to say. And by the way, I love the way you translated what she said because principals have to be so have to think so much further out than what it used to be. Okay, she's creating a whole environment there. You know, she's got to think about that whole environment. Okay, and what the future holds and how it is going to impact everything they do. Because like every other district, they can't afford to lose any teachers. They want it all to work. And, and I, you know I, I think that, yeah, go ahead, Jim. Go, I'm go. just going to say this may be a topic down the road, and I've been following all your recent podcasts on the civil rights, Thanks, the Coastal Survey, and the mental wealth, all yeah. these topics. Have been. Thank you. 
But here's the thing. It's like, and when you walk into a trade show or a conference for educators, you hear a lot of the same terminology of data-driven decision-making, personalized learning, you know, all of these different sort of trend buzz type words. Yeah. One of the things that I think is above all of that is the value of that teacher and that building capacity. And yeah. that's what she did. Like, to be honest with you, one of the things she said was like, you know, we've been looking at this macro level data that we haven't really looked at that in individual data of like the pebble. They will. But one of the things she said, you know, the reason we see success is because we built systems and teacher capacity. Yeah. And that's the thing, like everybody wants to be valued. And, and, and I think at Capstone, leader. We make great content, but we don't replace the teacher. We don't replace the models that they've built or they're not. We respect and value that and so that they have a great, you know, wellness program. They have a great MTSS program. They have a great special after-school IDEA program. What we do is create more engaging content that just elevates it. So, again, we respect the teachers and, and the work they do here. <laughs> yes, you do, without question. And you were both teachers, which I think I'm going to say, say that again. You were both That's right. teachers. Okay, and this is this is yeah. a, an important fact. for we, we talk to educators here, okay? And a, a lot of teachers see you guys as salespeople, okay? Well, you, maybe you are. You're trying to sell your product, but you were all educators, and believe me, you still are. And that goes, I'm going to add, I have to say, and you know this, for a lot of companies, Okay. A lot of most of the companies, yeah. the folks come out of being a teacher. All right. Well, you so, know. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. To that end, my I don't know if you remember this movie. It was called Dead Poet Society, and when Robin Williams course, got on that Robin desk, Williams. sure. Yeah, he's, he's on that desk. He's motivating, engaging those kids, and he's he's selling to them. He's selling this idea that you can you can read. I think every teacher is a salesperson. They may not say that or think that, but they're selling those kids on their ideas, their instructions. And they're, and, and you know, that's our goal is to, we value the work we do. I think at the end of the day, we're still teachers, you know? Well, you know, oh. I, was next teacher, I, I was the next teacher and I was, I was in publishing sales for years. And, and, and I, and I have to say the skills of being a teacher apply themselves so well to, to professional sales. Okay, and I don't think a lot of uh, teachers realize that. And I think what you just said is so true. That the reason it does is because we know how to present, we know how to organize, we know how to ask the right questions. Okay, and you and, take that, and then you apply that like you guys did, and like I try to do here every day, to the whole education, the whole field of education, the whole education industry, and you got a pretty good thing going. Okay, your your point was incredibly well taken, John. I got to tell you, and I congratulate both of you on the work you did and the work you do, okay? Because when everybody recognizes that these people are still educators, this is Capstone Publishing's leadership, and they are still educators. And that's what they care about every day. It's a symbiotic relationship between the, uh, the, the uh, education professionals in, in the schools and the industry. The industry has to create what you guys need. Okay, it's that simple. So they're always listening and always find out about it. And I'm going to ask something else here. I'm going to get back to something. Uh, let me throw this to Randy. Okay, Madam, Madam CEO. Okay, um, we talked about the science of reading, which I hope doesn't become a buzzword like everything else in the world. Okay, and we know we know there are pros to it. We know that. Okay, what are the cons you're hearing out there? You had mentioned well, to me that you were hearing maybe some cons. I don't know. What what are they? You know, you when you think about it, when like 
when a conversation gets as big as the science of reading and, you know, what we're hearing about it, and, and we, we need to get back to realizing it, the science of reading is a converging body of evidence about what works in, sci- in, in reading instruction. But, but literally when a conversation gets this big, it can sometimes get reductive, right? Yeah, uh, good. For some, I think they, and, you know, all well-meaning people who care about kids that want to get kids reading, but for, for many, the science of reading really boils down to, to phonics, and it's all about phonics, if you will. And I think the discussion really loses sight of all of the other very important pieces, like remembering that phonics is really a tool to help children master reading. But mm-hmm. like getting back to the idea that reading is a skill that kids need to be productive, contributing members of society, and that they only need to think about phonics, like to the extent that it helps them become better reader, readers. And so, like blowing the conversation up and and making it bigger, and and reminding ourselves as we're diving into these thoughts that the science of reading is, you know, it's a whole big model about word. You know, it's called Scarborough's Rope, if you've heard of it. Um, yeah. Many based on the science of reading and their understanding, but you know, about word recognition and decoding and phonics, and they're, they're all parts of the model, but so is comprehension and, you know, building knowledge and vocabulary and oral language and writing, you know, all of what we need to do to apply the reading that we do. You know, we need to learn to read with decodable books that, you know, help the beginning reader really learn about sounds and recognize words quickly and effortlessly but then it's all about reading to learn and, you know, the comprehension of all of the pieces of the model. And so I think remembering to keep, you know, a focus on the, the research that works, but to keep the conversation bigger. And I know our well-meaning educator friends out there, and you're right, John and I are educators. I think the, the, you the are calling of a teacher, yeah, it's the highest calling ever. I will never lose sight of being a teacher and loving it and now wanting to impact the world's children. But our well-meaning educators know why they're doing what they are doing and, you know, just keeping the conversation bigger and about the whole instead of just pieces. And, you know, I think we, we get mm-hmm. locked in the fun yep. debate yep. sometimes. That's Everybody gets locked in the, in the gold rush, but there's, you've right. got to be careful about that. You know, yep. you've got to be think- careful about that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, all the points that you and John have been making about giving teachers better support and giving them tools that they need and professional development and resources. I mean, that is what is on every district's mind. You know, how do we support teachers and then how do we meet kids? You know, one thing about decodables and, you know, starting all the way back at phonics is they can get pretty boring. And so I think Capstone, without revealing too much of what we're doing to help, we create beautiful content that is engaging for kids. Yeah, you do. And I believe we owe this market, <laughs> our teachers, our students, decodable books that are the most interesting on the market, if you will. And, and, you know, well, I, I've said this before to you that, uh, you know, to me, the teaching of reading is magic. Okay. And if you, if you don't believe, you know, when kids go in and learn reading, they're just looking at marks on a page. If you don't think it's difficult to learn how to read, go pick up a book that's written in Arabic and read it. You can't read it. Okay? <laughs> but it's, can't read it. just the same marks on a page. Okay? Right. And my, my point is the fact that teachers can do this, maybe not 100% of the time, but damn close to 100% of the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. 
okay, when you think about it. Okay, they're just marks on a page when you first get started and somehow it becomes a language in words. Okay, you talk about decoding. Okay, it's, it, it's really something, and I have to say something else. I was talking to my wife the other day. We were, talk, I don't know how we got on the subject. We were talking about um, high school, and she looked at me, and she said, why did they make me read Silas Marner when I was a kid? Okay, and of course the, the answer, not to make fun of science, because that was the book that happened to be in the closet when we were kids. So the teacher, English teacher, picked that one out. There has to be an enjoy. Forgot there needs to be an enjoyment of reading. You don't read because it's hard to do. You read because you enjoy doing it. And then when you need to do it, it's that much easier to do. Okay, when you need a technical manual or a, a science text or something like that. All right, but it's just. You know, and that's what you guys do. You create enjoyable things that make kids read and make it easy for teachers to teach that. And on that note, I know you just said, oh, we're not going to let too much out of the bag here. Well, what's on the game play? Let's see. Do we go to John? Go to John. Okay. His boss is here. Let's see. John, what's on the game plan for next year? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> What are you going to give away, John? That... What's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I always say whatever Randy tells us to do and wants us to, we're doing it. But no. there you go. And so, no, and so the torch is passed to Randy. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I do want to. I do want to highlight ahead. one piece that I want to highlight one thing that we're really excited about. I mean, we're definitely focusing on ways in which we can have a greater impact in communities, but also ways in which we could extend learning. And so we're looking at ways to support extended day after school. We, we have summer going on right now. Also this idea of wellness or well-being and how we can help creating content that yeah. supports that. And so we have that in our, wow. our uh, you know, toolkit. And then focus on dual immersion, dual language, and biliteracy supports, creating a lot of great content that supports representation and understanding that uh, a child's first language is just as important in the academic uh, supports. But one of the things I'm really excited about is our partnership with ISTE. Uh, we're launching uh, what is called the Capstones ISTE Young Innovation Innovator Series. And this oh, is talk about this. Whoa, whoa, and ISTE's coming up in a couple of weeks in Philadelphia, so go ahead. Wow. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're, our first title in a series of young innovators is called Sonia's Digital World, and it's a title in partnership with uh, ISTE around this idea with uh, using digital tools, digital citizenship, and learning in this digital age. And it's uh, written and led by Shannon McClintock Miller, who's a well-known oh, librarian. Shannon, sure, from Iowa. She's fabulous. Yeah. Yes, yes, and so She's Iowa, we're right? excited. She's from Iowa. My beautiful redheaded that's, friend, Shannon. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> that's right. Yes. And, uh, yeah, she's brilliant. She's incredible. She is, and this book will be featuring the, the launch of this uh, series and title at ISTE, at our booth, at various press events with uh, Richard Collada from ISTE and, and his sure. team. But the most exciting piece about this book while it is focused on this digital this world huge. and you were talking about how, how kids read and they're, they're engaged in other forms of technology. Um, but what it really uh, builds on is this idea of connectedness, to connecting with other people, connecting in various ways and building community. So it's a really great, great story that builds on learning, playing, communicating together, but leverages the world of digital. And 
Speaking of digital, I'm not going to promote technology, but I saw the Apple Vision Pro and can't afford it. But oh my God, technology and where it's going! It's Did you put it on yet? Did you put it on? Did you put it on? No, but I've been watching the video and the the technology is really like leap years ahead. So Sonia's digital world is going to prepare bucks. them for that. Yeah, thirty-five hundred <laughs> bucks. And, and you know oh. when you just said when you just said really matters. You know, the technology is leaping, leaping ahead. We're all going to have to deal with AI pretty soon, okay? And we are dealing with it. It's there. We have to deal with it. We've got to figure that out. I'm sure ISTE is spending half their time trying to figure out what's going to go on with all that. But that's really incredible, an incredible news of a partnership with ISTE. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's just great, okay? So you're going to have a big booth there, I assume, at ISTE. Am I correct? Yeah, we'll have a, a good presence there. We'll have lots of promotion items to support the launch with ISTE. But uh, there's a lot a lot more going on that maybe I'm not privy to share yet, but Randy may want to divulge in some of our um, new technology work. I feel, I feel like it's Education Talk Radio spyware. Go ahead, Randy. Want to say anything more? Or you want to yeah, well, analyze? What do you want to do here, Randy? You know, Larry, I'm so glad that you brought up that, you know, we still have room, even, you know, when we think about the science of reading and, you know, intense, you know, research-based instruction, that there's still room to delight kids. And that's what we love to do at Capstone. And so without yeah. giving away too much, I'll share that, you know, in our minds, we know that kids, I have a couple of things I want to share with you. we got to get to this theory and growth piece in a minute. But, but let's first say that you know, we know that children want to read about other kids, but kids that are like them and kids that are not like yeah. them, kids that are in their community. And so excited about a lot of our new books coming out that are about kids. And there's one in particular called The Sense of Play, which is about a young girl's adventure with her blind brother. And it's based on an author's own experience. It's a, a beautiful book. Um, we're doing a lot to expand our work when we think of, you know, graphic novels and adventures for kids, I mean, they always say yes, please, to those types of books. But, you know, one thing I know you and I align on, back to the pukey book of vomit and all the scary <laughs> titles that I've shared with you. Um, yes, you know, we do, Randy. Yes, we do. <laughs> this, kids cannot get enough of scary books. And so every season, yeah. you know, interest in scary books just totally amps up. And in the fall, it will be the same. And so we have loads of stories to scare your socks off, really. Everything from creepy crafts and even books about the kinds of technology that ghost hunters use. I mean, I know you're going to cool. want to read all of yeah, our cool. books, too. And we could do a whole podcast on that, Larry. We but, can, and we're going uh, to. We could. We're going to we do should. that. We should. I think okay. we should. And, and you know what? Um, the point you just made, people love to be scared. And, of course, Stephen King has, what, written 900 books Okay, he's still the most popular author. Okay, and he scares right. you because scary matters. Scares you. Okay, right. scary I mean, matters. Yeah, we got to develop it's our emotional. bravery muscles, all of us. Yeah. Bravery muscles out there, but scary does matter, and kids adore and they're delighted by the right That's kind of scary. Funny. And you know, at Capstone, we know how to make scary books for kids that are scary enough to keep them interested, but not yeah. so scary that it keeps them up all night, right? So there's a real science and an art to delivering scary books to kids, and we want our teachers and our administrators and our students to count on us for that, because they can. We're and I think it goes without saying you're not going to keep the kids up at night. We know that. We know that. Right. Yes. You, you can count on us. Point. 
and it, and it goes from there. This is really great stuff. You're doing some fabulous, fabulous work out there. Okay, and I, I congratulate you as as a, as, 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 as the school year winds down and, and summer begins and then the school year ramps up again. For us in the industry, okay, there's really only a month. School is ending in June, late June for the East Coast. It's ended now mostly in the South and the West, but it's back again in August in the South and the West. Okay, so there's really right. a month for the industry that has off, okay, that off, so to speak. Okay, that's that's the only time, and I think every teacher in the country, most of the teachers in the country are off. We got to do something, right. and I'll tell you the other thing: you guys make it easier on teachers. Okay, and that's a key factor these days. Uh, you know, it's just so time-consuming, so tough to be a teacher these days, and everybody knows about the teacher retention problem, etc. All right, we got to make it easy on teachers and appreciate them, but not just say the word appreciate them. Make it easier for them so that they feel good at the end of the day, that they're really getting something done. And that's what you guys do with the products you make. Okay? And I think I don't, I was going to say it might be an unintended consequence, but I kind of think it's an intended one. You want to make it easier for teachers, okay, to get the job done. You're good at capstone. You're good at that, guys. Right? Thank you. And you're 100% right. We focus on that every day. We focus on that every day. We love our teachers. We appreciate them. They need help, yeah, and we're right here. Yep. You and are. You, know, and, and um, you, you, you empathize. You were one. Both of you were one, okay? And, you know, and I, by the way, I love, yeah. I love the way it's scary stuff. Okay, John, is that your favorite <laughs> stuff? This, as we wind down here, is that favorite stuff, the scary stuff? What's your favorite uh, stuff I, you publish? Yeah, I stay far away from that. I like... You know what's weird, and I'm kind of a nerd like this. I like, like, biographies, and I'm really bad. Like, you know, documentaries on Netflix, that's how I am with books. I just want to read about people and how they got to where they are and just the mm-hmm. background of all of that. But, uh, yeah, for sure. But you know what? I wanted to close at least my part in sure. saying that our mission is to help kids succeed by making learning fun. And I think in yeah. education there's so much process and documentation and and it is a science but at the end of the day if we can ensure that teachers are having fun and they find joy in their work and students as well i think we're doing our job because with great content you know kids are excited and and teachers are happy like like i said with the school in paso robles they were it's easy to use it's fun it's engaging and that's yeah. what the teachers want so we want to make that fun. And you remember that commercial, like, from the 70s or 80s? is like, move over, bacon. Here comes a sizzling, right? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That's Randy and I. We want, we want to do sizzle, fun, and joy. So remember that. Sizzling, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's old wow. school. Hug, hug. Larry, Ladies that's and old gentlemen, school, listen carefully. You hear John Castilla age himself very quickly. Watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> like a Twilight Zone episode. Okay, you're aging as we speak. You know, it's a riot. Move over, bacon. Okay. This is great, guys. This is great. Randy, wind it down, Rand. What do you want to say? I just want to say thank you. I love getting on the phone and thinking with you on the work that we do to impact educators. And we want to wish all of our teachers and students and administrators a beautiful summer and yeah. You're exactly right. Emma is out on Friday. Uh, I get to bring a fruit yeah. plate to Emma's school. Back when I was a kid, it was all about graham crackers and <laughs> goldfish, but I get to bring a fruit plate, so I'm excited about that. They eat their rainbow every day, and 
she's back on August 1st, so it's a short <laughs> summer yeah. for our teachers in Arizona. Yeah, but I want to wish everyone well and thank you for your support of students. And, Larry, thank you for your support of educators oh, and for allowing us to partner with you. It's an honor to have you here. I really mean that. You know, you know that, guys. Okay, but thank you for saying thank that. You, I do Larry. appreciate it. So, John, thanks, buddy. John, John you're in Florida thank now, you. right? You moved to, John, did you move to Florida? Did the move happen? Yes, I'm in Florida, and uh, my wife is two blocks from her mom, and I'm like, yeah. why didn't I do this a long time ago? She's super happy. <laughs> yeah, you're up, in the pan, you're up in the panhandle, right? That's right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Go swimming. Enjoy it. Have fun. Wow. Just great. Okay. Come visit. And Rick. Randy, you're in Arizona too, so just uh, it's a longer walk to the beach. That's all there is to it. It's going to get a hot. little longer, a little yeah. longer for sure. Yeah, this is great. Thanks, right. guys. Yeah, right. Hey, Terrific. thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. Thank you for everything. Bye bye. <laughs> all right, hey, they're great people. That's John Castilla, who's the director of marketing and innovation over at Capstone. Okay, and Randy Economo, who's the CEO. Both ex-teachers, you heard the whole thing. I don't have to go over it again. They're a good company. It's Capstone Publishing at CapstonePub.com, CapstonePub.com. And you can also go to PebbleGo.com. All right, we'll archive over at ace-ed.org. See what we do over there. Everything's free. We'd love you to go over, check it all out, see the notion of the magazine, etc. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.